With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. With Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. (laughs) And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? (laughs) Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot Comer on podcast Previewing the Patriots and Jets game Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Quarterbacks are once again the story. You have Mac Mac Jones against Zach Wilson, uh, two of the high-profile quarterbacks in the draft this year, facing off in week two, both searching for the first NFL win. Yes, and before I start, I just want to let everybody know I'm using a different computer today. I'm using my work laptop because my Mac is being utilized by my wonderful wife. So if I sound crappy, get over it or stop listening now. Anyway, moving on to the game. Uh, Yes, this is a battle. So last week when the game rolled around, it was a battle for first place in the AFC East. This is a battle to not be the crappy team in the AFC East after two weeks of the season. Uh, But more interesting, I think, is... The two quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, who um, I forget who it was yesterday. One of the players might have been Adrian Phillips or Joan Williams. One of the defensive players was like talking about what we all talk about, sort of the wild plays and the exciting style of Zach Wilson. And we've already seen that the opposite of that, both on the field and off the field, is is Mac Jones. He's not he's not really going to give you great quotes. He's not going to give you super like extended highlight plays very often. He's a ho-hum packet, pocket quarterback and um, Joe Average, boring, serious guy off the field. Uh, and I think that's it, – it, it's kind of perfect. It's a little bit like the 80s where everybody said it was perfect that Magic landed with the Lakers and Showtime and Larry Bird landed in Boston. Let's keep the race out of it. Let's just stay with um, personalities and excitement. You know, it's that Zach Wilson is the New York quarterback, the Broadway Joe or whatever – and Mac Jones is the, oh, he plays in Foxborough, Mass. He's kind of boring, blah, blah, blah kind of guy. Um, and if you look at it, I think they both had decent debuts. Um, obviously, Mac put up good numbers and lost. Didn't really, other than the first play, didn't do anything to embarrass himself or, or, or go in a negative direction. And Zach Wilson, I really am taken aback with how much the, the guys rave about his throws. Like, clearly, Bill has emphasized and I watched the, whatever they call that, Bellistrator on Patriots.com. Yep. You know, different phrases that they've used for electric arm or flings it or flicks it or 30 yards on a line, laser, like all these different terms. They are certainly talking up Zach Wilson, whether it's blowing smoke up our collective asses because they think they're going to kill him because he's a raw rookie or whether they really believe he's, you know, the modern athlete. Um, well, we'll find out on Sunday, I guess. Yeah, I- Andrew Callahan of the Herald went back and looked at how Bill has talked about a quarterback that makes all the throws in the past. Have you seen that this thing? I saw him tweet about it, 
did he like do extensive research or a little bit like he's he's used that term to 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 um describe Jared Goff, Blake Bortles, um Baker Mayfield and another below average quarterback. So like But did he also did he use it for Patrick Mahomes and Peyton Manning or No, I think that was I, I don't know. That's where the the research I might have stopped. <laughs> but um I, yeah, I do think sometimes he gets ahead of himself and just throws it out there and it may not be like we know last year he didn't think Josh Allen. The whole thing with um ESPN not really an MVP candidate, not mm-hmm. on that level, whatever. I do think he sometimes has tells or sort of lets his true feelings about a guy slip. Um, and I don't know. I mean, this, who knows, this may sound stupid in five years, but I don't know if he would want Zach Wilson and the style of play. I think Zach, what was he sacked six times, I think. Yep. So six times and a pick. So seven bad plays. And I know that comes with those scrambling guys. When you scramble, sometimes you end up extending plays into sacks or, or whatever. But I mean, if we like, I talked about earlier the location. But if you just want to talk about the the fit for the team and the 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 coach, I think Bill is a Mac Jones style guy. He still believes that's how you win: is taking care of the football and not being dangerous and all these crazy throws. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he respects Zach Wilson or thinks Zach Zach Wilson was overdrafted and isn't that good. I mean, it's, who knows? What do you make of the? Mac Jones, like off the field attitude type thing that seems to be getting a lot of play this week, especially the not taking the football, which I thought was a completely overblown story that people made into like a three day news story. But like, do you do wish Mac Jones would have more of a personality with the media? Like to me, like, I think he doesn't give you the pull away quotes, like the, the pull quotes for a headline. But he answers questions, I think, honestly, and gives you something. Like, it's not like all – it's not all cliches. Um, do you think people are making too big of a deal of Mac Jones's sort of press conferences? Yeah, but I think it's what we do because he's the, he's the talking point. He's the, the focal point. So we're going to overanalyze his body language, his actions, his interactions with teammates, his quotes. I know – they were big on OMF guys were like counting how many times he said, get MF, better. Not OMF. Oh yeah. MF. Sorry. Um, o is dead. No, just gone. Just forgotten. Um, they, they were counting like get better. I think was the phrase that they, they were counting from post game. And then in their interview, we're learning them. Everybody has ticks. I mean, you, I think at some point you just settle in with that's who he is. Um, I do think he's interesting. He's, He's borderline goofy at times, like dorky or, or awkward and the laugh, like that little uncomfortable laugh he does, um, I enjoy. He definitely has, I said it to some of the guys in the media working yesterday, uh, the Dexter serial killer look every once in a while, where he's like, you know he's being serious and you know there is some stuff going through his head. He even had it, I thought, yesterday yesterday. Whoever preceded him might have been Joe Juan Williams in the media workroom. He Mac Jones was waiting to the side and he looked like he was literally listening and analyzing everywhere Joe Juan Williams said, which I found interesting. Like he was invested in that. And I, I think that's what he is. The the Hunter Henry stuff that he's that mass serious football guy, like I don't think that's an act. I don't think there's anything that's phony about that, like pretending I get here early and I leave late. And I, no, no, no. I think all he cares about right now is football and winning. And I genuinely think 
he was probably upset. You know, he talked about his 24 hour rule and then you can move on. And, and the, the fact that he started studying the jets, I guess, Sunday night, trying to get a jump start and moving forward the ball thing. I don't know. I found that a little, little hardo ish. Um, I made the comparison the other day with Mutt on our uh, WEI waves. He reminded me a little bit with that of the kid in high school who riding home from an away game loss, won't take his helmet off on the bus and like, Ooh, I care more because I kept my helmet on the whole ride home. Like, you don't. Show me you care more by the work and everything you do. I don't really care whether you accept the ball or not. Um, but I, I do think he's genuinely invested. I'll have a column on weei.com on Friday that this is the first time in years where Bill Belichick does not have a diva quarterback. And I think people will read the headline and maybe get all pissy and defensive of Cam and defensive of Brady. I don't know that it's a shot. I think it's just a reality. Like, I don't think Brady was a diva in 2001. He was, he was the young quarterback trying to win and would do anything to win. Like mm-hmm. Mac Jones might be a diva in five years. We need to remember he started one year at Alabama and he's one start into his new England career. He hasn't, he hasn't felt the life of a superstar forever. Like, I mean, even Trevor Lawrence has been a superstar for how many years, four years, five years, like yeah. coming out of high school started right away at Clemson, been a star. Like, he was the number one pick in the draft three years ago. He knew that he was treated like that. And that became reality. Maybe Mac will be a diva in a few years, but right now I buy the whole, his aura as Cam might use the word. I buy the whole aura of hardworking, serious, selfless guy. All right. Let's get into uh, the game. Um, they are, theoretically they should kind of roll this week. The Jets are a young team, not new coach, uh, banged up on the offensive line. Uh, rookie quarterback that Bill always, you know, kills basically. Um, uh, I guess, one, wait, hold on yeah. one sec. Just sure. one interruption. That was a big talking point yesterday that um, you didn't tell me sometimes you can pick up some valuable uh, information in the back area of the media workroom when everybody's working on stories and doing research and throwing things around. But uh, so Bill Belichick, I believe the number they settled on the group, the core, the group think was 21 and six against uh, rookie quarterbacks making their first start against him. Okay. And they, the, the, the key number here though, to me, six and six on the road, they're 500 against bill on the road. They've dominated rookie quarterbacks at home. Again, these are the stats of other media members that I'm stealing for the purposes of our podcast. Um, but not quite as dominant on the road. There's been a, a losses on the road. So that's, uh, that's something I just wanted to fill in. Okay. You appear to be frozen. No, your 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 audio has been a little shaky this podcast. So we apologize. Uh, blame my wife. Um, I guess this is kind of a no win game then for the Patriots if that's the case, correct? Like if they win, it's like well they were supposed to win, and if they don't win by you know fourteen points, everyone's like well you should have won by more. So I, yeah. like how do like how does this game? How do you take? How can you walk away from this game? feeling like it's you know a good thing um just taking care of business you're right like you're not going to get adulation you're not going to get you know these huge pats on the back or whatever but first of all take care of the ball would be primary objective number one beyond just winning the game um but like you should be able to run the ball against the jets like they gave up a hundred and whatever yards last week you ran for a hundred and whatever you should be able to run the ball against the jets they didn't run the ball. You didn't allow the Dolphins to run. So you should be able to start this game off kind of controlling 
the line of scrimmage. So build from there. Um, the one thing I have noted is one of the real talking points about the, I'm not sure how to say it because I've heard different pronunciations, Robert Sala or Salah or yeah. however we pronounce his name as the new head coach. Um, the energy and the aggressive defense they expect him to bring, even building on the fumble thing where that, but you know, that's not the primary reason that the Jets are going to play team slogan, all, all gas, no break. Um, yes. They're coming after you and match that energy, match that environment you're going into, I guess. Um, it's not like it's an environment of, you know, Patriots Colts where two eight no teams are playing. It's two oh and one teams, but yes. it's, it's not it's not Arrow Edge Stadium. It's not like MetLife's not like known for their crowd noise. No, but it's two division rivals in similar spots with new quarterbacks probably wanting to get the leg up on the other kind of thing in as that competitive uh, nature. But yeah, more importantly, the game should be played on the Patriots terms. That that's the bottom line. Like they're the they're supposed forget the quarterbacks. Top to bottom, they're supposed to be a significantly more talented football team with the more, you know, more continuity on the coaching staff. They're not finding what they are as coaches and their systems and what they want to No, You should you should control this game. If you don't do that, that could be a bad sign. What are you looking for on defense? Like they only had the one turnover last week, two sacks. Like, should this be a week where they force multiple turnovers? And, you know, like he was sacked, what you said six times last week. Should it be a, a you know, four to six sack game? Yeah. I think if this defense is as good as I've been promoting that, I think it can be even without Gilmore, it's not going to reach its heights with, without Gilmore, but, the other talent and the things they're throwing at um, opponents, this should be a boogeyman type game. A, a, a young quarterback with a not a good team, your pressure, your coverages, everything should give them some degree of problems. And I know they have some talent. You know, Corey Davis, good receiver coming off a good game. Old friend Braxton Berrios coming off a Crowder's back. Game. Yeah, so they have some talent, but I just think so do you. Like, you're supposed to – J.C. Jackson, Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggar, you're supposed to have talent too on defense, not to mention, you know, Judon and Uche and, and what you're supposed to be doing up front. So, uh, yeah, I think you should be looking turnovers, big plays, energy. You should be the defense having fun more often, not the Jets defense. How do you think this, this game plays out? Do you think that they will control the game from start to finish? Or do you think that we could be saying to ourselves, like, what's up with this Patriots team after next week? Uh, no, I think they will bounce back. I, if you really listen to them, they're all expecting to bounce back. Some of the quotes have been in that area. Hopefully they perform better than uh, our audio in this, because I feel like this is going to be a shitty podcast. Um, based on how much you're freezing on my screen, and I must be freezing on your screen. Uh yeah, I, I think they expect to bounce back. I think they expect to control this game. I think they expect to not turn the ball over. I think they expect on defense to create turnovers. I, I won't say they, they're not in a position where they should just assume they're going to roll or take care of business, but I think they will be genuinely stunned internally, coaches, players, everybody, if they do not play kind of the way we're talking about, kind of the way we expect them to play. I do. I agree. And they have too many veteran players on, on, especially on defense. Like they're, they're not, they'll be better than they were. 
in week one. And then I, I, I think that Josh learned a lot too about Mac and what he can handle. Like I thought they looked better in the second half when they spread it out five wide. Maybe Josh will feel more comfortable doing that earlier in the game and they can build a lead, you know, and get up by two touchdowns and then play the game on their terms. Like I think that they know more about themselves this week and that could play a factor too into how well they play. Yeah, that would be the one thing if you're talking about Mac, the sort of evolution of him is let's go less dink and dunk. Let's take advantage of opportunities. If we if we do establish the run with the way I think they're going to establish the run, play action opportunities to make some plays down the field, take advantage of John o. Smith and Nelson Aguilar, your athletes. Um, eliminate that early part of the game where it was, you know, the feeling out process, the dink and all the passes were like right at the line of scrimmage take the reins off a little bit. I'm not saying you have to get crazy. And I mean, he did throw it 39 times. I don't, I don't know that you want to look to throw it 50 times. Um, but of those 39, maybe some more of them are intermediate or throws down the field, which he showed comfort with in the second half. I thought some of those throws that he was throwing 20, 20 plus yards downfield um, thought he looked very comfortable with. And I, the defense isn't as good. I, you know, the, the knowledge of your scheme isn't as, I don't think any of the Jets linebackers will be, you know, calling out the Patriots plays necessarily the way Landon Roberts was um, against Miami and Flores and all those guys. So there's no reason to expect they can't be as efficient or more efficient this week and ask, you know, I asked Bill that yesterday and he didn't, he's kind of was just very general in his answer about that's the same with all players. You see what they can are comfortable with and what they can handle and blah, blah, blah. I think we saw Mac Jones is comfortable throwing. Mac Jones can handle the offense. So put more on his plate and see what he can do. What did you um, – what do you make of the Patriots secondary, like, this week against the Jets receivers? Like, do you want to see more from Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones and Juwan Williams? Like, this, I th- think people are overlooking the Jets wide receivers a little bit. Like, they have talent. Like, there are some talented players. Corey Davis leading the way. Like, I think that they're probably not as explosive as Miami, but I think that they're not as bad as some people are giving them, making them out to be. Yeah, I think the receivers are probably not as explosive, although Corey Davis is a good receiver, and he can he can make you look bad in a number of ways. He can beat Didn't he, beat the, he had a good game against the Patriots like three or four years ago in Tennessee as a rookie? Definitely. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he definitely had a good game against the Patriots. Um, and then I would say talent or uh, dangerousness or whatever you want to call it of Zach Wilson blows away Tua. I mean, we talked about earlier in the week, Tua was looking first read. His best throws come on slants. If, he, if it's not there right away, he kind of chucks it and gets kind of squirrely. Uh, Zach Wilson, we already saw just in one week that he can throw it across his body. He can throw it on the run. He can – so – yeah, the receivers might not be quite as dangerous, but the overall passing game, I think, is more dangerous because of what Zach Wilson can do to you if he gets outside the pocket and makes some of those those crazy Mahomes-like throws. So, yeah, I, I still have concerns about the corners in general. Um, you know, if J.C. Jackson is the Corey Davis matchup or however you do that, I don't know. That, I don't think either is truly elite. I don't think either is truly among the best, truly best in the game. So it might be a fair battle to see those two go after each other. And certainly we know JC Jackson can fight for the ball. And if the ball's in his area, 
I know he got mossed a little bit last week, but we'll see if he can fight that battle. Um, you know, Jonathan Jones, Braxton Berrios, I don't hate that matchup for the Patriots. I mean, Berrios has played well, but that's a matchup. Jonathan Jones, as a veteran slot corner, should be able to win. Then you get back to where we've been talking all along. You know, what is Jalen Mills doing? Is Jalen Mills making a touchdown saving pass defense or is he giving up a touchdown? Or does Zach Wilson get that ball there quicker because he's got a stronger arm and he sees it a half second earlier? Um, so, yeah, I, I think the secondary has some some questions to answer, and the pass rush. You know, Uche is a guy, you know, you said take the reins off of Mac. I'd like to see them take the reins off Uche a little more. I'd like to see him play more than – He only had 15 snaps last week. Yeah. Let's get him – I think he should be closer to at least 50% of the time on the field in a modern NFL, you know, pass-first type game. Um, he's a guy that I'd like – because I think he – I think he can be a key part of this team in terms of explosive playmaking and, and big plays and things of that nature. So, yeah, there's certainly um, – room for the defense to be better against a lesser challenge sort of like mac i mean it's very similar i would say mac has a lesser challenge and ask him to do more the defense has a lesser challenge in some ways although zach wilson's the wild card ask them to do more i got a random uh, minutiae question that people might not care about but i think is a little little interesting why do the patriots only have 52 guys on their roster still who um, I feel like Charlie Carsley here. Don't ever bring up questions you didn't tell me about in the production meeting. No, I don't. I don't. Think, I don't think there's an exact answer. Like, is it them trying to save money? I mean, is there any reason? It's not like you've reached the point in the year where I think sometimes in December when they have like a random spot, they may or may not fill. Because let's remember, like you have a huge practice squad now, right? So you have 16 players. They have the full practice squad, but not a full roster. So, but my point is you have 52, 68 players to practice with. Like you have a lot of bodies with Mm -hmm. which to practice. Like you're not scrambling to need a body. And it's not late in the year where you really practice squad guy and you want to bump him up to the active roster to give him, you know, a salary, a week's salary, like, oh, thanks. Instead of making 16 grand this week, you're making whatever, four times that much this week. You're still in that feeling out process, even though they have some guys that have been around for a while. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if there's a specific reason. Like, is there a tangible benefit? I don't think so. I don't think there is. So maybe it is just financial, just save a, but they're not, they're going to probably, I don't know. Well, the logical thing is they'll just promote Nick Folk or Brian Hoyer to fill the spot at the end of the week, right? Well, yeah, but I don't know. It's It's one of those things that just there could be a real reason that the team internally knows and we can't see why. It's just interesting to me. Yeah. Probably. Not something that matters. It doesn't matter, but it's just just out there. Uh, So – Yep, go ahead. You brought you brought up the promotions, which they can only do twice. Yep. So are we expecting that like we this week again, those two veterans get promoted to the active roster and then get signed to the roster next week? I would say one of them will get signed to the roster this week because they're at 52. And then the nat the natural thing could be just 
you swap Folk and Nordine. Nordine goes to the practice squad. Folk goes to the roster. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that would be my expectation. And I've seen a lot of people just speculate. Oh, they assume it's easier to get Nordine to the practice squad then, but you don't know for sure, right? Like you don't. Gonna... You you do expose him. So okay. Yeah. Uh, Again, minutia. It's not really a big issue. Whatever. Game prediction. Uh, my game prediction is I think the Patriots roll. I think the Patriots are the better team. I think um, I think that Zach Wilson is like Tom Cruise in Top Gun. He's dangerous. And dangerous for you, dangerous for them, dangerous for everybody involved. And the way this defense played, Hightower not that good. You know, they've had to hear about the, the first drive of the first half, the first drive of the second half, like even the end of the game, not being able to get off the field, get the off. I think this defense, these veterans, this that energetic edge we've talked about, I think they – and I think they believe. I think they're being told. I don't know if you guys have looked across the ball, but that gangrene, they're more, they're more energetic than you. They fly around to the football. They're more aggressive than you. That's what they are building in New York. I think they're going to come out – remember the Panthers Super Bowl when the, uh, the receivers all flexed when they scored touchdowns because they were told they were less physical, that the Panthers were more physical in this? I think this defense is going to be – uh, brainwashed this week into believing they they ain't crap. You didn't play well in the opener. You're not going to be the better defense with more energy and athletes and blah, blah, blah. I think they're going to fly around. I think they're going to give Zach Wilson problems. And I do think you're going to see Mac Jones make some plays. They won't, he won't be the dink and dunk King. I think either John U. Smith or Nelson Aguilar will have a catch of at least 42 yards in this game, 43 or plus. Um, and I think the Patriots win. I say they get in the 30s. I say the Patriots win 31 to 13. Interesting. I, I can't see them getting to 30. I don't think that off their offense is ready. Oh, they're allowed to score on special teams and defense too. Oh, that's fair enough. I, I, I just can't see them scoring 30 points. I think 27 to 7. I think I'm with you on the defense. Like I think they're going to come to play. I don't think the Jets offense is that good. I think Belichick can really confuse Zach Wilson. Like we go back to the Monday night game at MetLife where Sam Donald said he saw ghosts. Yep. Uh, Zach Wilson could be seeing ghosts on Sunday afternoon. So I think the defense plays very, very well. So like I said, 27 to seven. And so one of the storylines for our jerk reactions podcast on Monday will be two straight weeks against two young AFC East quarterbacks. Mac Jones was the better quarterback, correct? Yes. That's good news for the present and the future for your New England Patriots right there. Yes. Uh, all right. So we'll have a post-game podcast Monday morning, um, breaking down the game. And then uh, normal week, I guess. We're in the thick of the season. Thick of the season. Thick of the season. That's easy for you to say. Uh, yes. I will. And, and I promise we will both have better uh, audio setups. I will not be on my crappy work laptop. I will be on my Mac and you will not be in your car on your phone. So I'm on my computer on my phone. Oh, well, whatever. You're in your car. I can see your car. I can see yes. the light on top it's of your been doing good. It got, it got better towards the second half. Uh, the, the first half is a little shaky. So we, we do apologize for that, but it's what we do. We make do of what we got. You got to do what you, And plus, again, I see this everywhere. I see podcasts. I see TV shows where you have people doing like zoom remote. I mean, hell, the freaking most popular thing in the media sports world this week was the Manning broadcast of Monday Night Football. 
And there were times I couldn't hear anything. There were three people talking, the audio was going off. Yeah. So if our little podcast here, little off day podcast at WEEI has a couple uh, audio snafus, remember that the worldwide leader in freaking sports, which was a combination of ABC and ESPN and the Manning brothers, couldn't get their audio great. So screw you if you have a complaint. I don't want to hear it. All right. Have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you Monday morning. Peace out.